If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Lads branding team. In this episode of The Transition, I discuss how to survive and thrive during tough times using Jim Collins' framework of the 20-mile march. Before we jump into the show, do me a favor and make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcasting app. I'd also greatly appreciate it if you left us a review in order to help get the word out about the show. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bunker? Last week, I met with my business coach, my new business coach, Brooke Bergman. And I mentioned to you all on the platform how I had a little bit of struggles this summer from a mental perspective and needed a little bit of help. And so ended up hiring another coach. And, you know, we we meet on Thursdays during my self-care Thursdays. So I try to get a haircut or something on Thursday mornings. Then I keep the day open and just kind of focus on self. And so I book my time with her in the afternoon. And something that was on my mind was, you know, how do I feel good about myself regardless of external circumstances, particularly whether or not things are going well in the business. And for context, let me explain. So I remember in the summer of 2020, shortly after I launched Ironbound Media, I had already had like one or two clients, but you know, you get all excited at first because you feel like you validate the business model, but then that excitement wears off because as soon as you get one client, you realize, man, I got to go get another client. And there had been a gap between my first two clients and then the next client. And I remember sitting at my computer on like a Monday and, you know, sending out, you know, proposals and emails and stuff, et cetera. Didn't hear anything back. Tuesday, didn't hear anything back. And by Thursday, I was just in like complete self-loathing. And then I got an email from a prospect I had met with like four months prior who had turned me down to work with me initially, but then came back and said, hey, Mike, we want to go ahead and engage you and your team. And instead of paying you your fee of $10,000, we're going to go ahead and pay you $20,000. And I remember jumping up from my computer and doing the, doing the fist pump in the air. And like I just won a national championship or something and just feeling so ecstatic and feeling so good about myself, et cetera. But when I was talking with Brooke, one of the things I was trying to convey is like, I don't want to need that to happen in order for me to feel good about myself. Like I want to feel confident and resilient regardless of what's happening. And we talked through it a little bit. She gave me some advice, but she was asking me like, oh, why do you feel this way? And yada, yada, yada. But she didn't really help me answer my question. But I actually figured out how to answer my own question a few days later because I was watching something on YouTube or I was reading 
And I remembered a concept I had read by Jim Collins called the 20 mile march. And he talks about it in his book, Great by Choice, along with his co-author, Morton T. Hanson. And the concept goes like this. Regardless of what's happening, rain, sleet, hell, or snow, you make a commitment to hit a number that is going to get you one step closer to your goal. Let me take it another step further. In the book, he actually tells the story of Ronald Edmondson, or Roald Edmondson, and who's the other explorer? Robert Falcon Scott. And these were two explorers in 1911, 1912, that had teams going to the South Pole. And they were actually racing and competing with one another. Now, Edmondson's group committed to marching 20 miles a day, regardless of the circumstances, whether they had, you know, they were fresh and they were feeling good and they felt like they could do more, or days it was absolutely miserable. They still hit their number of 20 miles a day. Unlike the other group led by Scott, that was a little bit more sporadic. Some days they would do, you know, 15 miles. Other days they might do 25 miles. When they were tired, they would rest. They essentially lacked consistency and discipline. And as a result, Edmondson's team made it to the South Pole and were five weeks ahead of Scott's team. And Scott's team didn't know this. So when they got there, they thought they were going to be in first place. And they were dismayed to find out that the other group had already left and had beat them. And sadly, Scott's team did not make it back. They all passed away. And, you know, Collins uses this example to emphasize his point of fanatical discipline. And it requires you to set a goal and make sure you hit your goal regardless of the circumstances so that you can always ensure that you're able to not only survive, but thrive. And so I know that there's a lot of uncertainty in the market currently. I talk to founders on this platform. I talk to you all offline. They say fundraising is really challenging right now. Small business owners are dealing with all kinds of shifts in social media and AI. And, you know, it's heading into the holidays. So people aren't buying as much in certain categories. I get it. It's all hard. My challenge to you and my challenge to myself as well is we need to set a mark for ourselves and we need to commit to our 20 mile march. For me and my team at Ironbound Media, what does that look like? Right? So, you know, I've been, it's crazy when you're a serial entrepreneur, and I don't even like to use that term, serial entrepreneur, but let's just say I, I run multiple ventures. I run my nonprofit, Ironbound Boxing, which is doing really well. I run Flawless Acceleration, the coaching business I'm a part of, which is still in startup phase, but we're doing pretty good. And then I have Ironbound Media, the podcast production company that is just haven't gotten a lot of clients as of late, okay? Now, one of the things that I did, though, was I set up our business model in a way to maximize profitability. And so, you know, we've got some good cushion there, but I want to make sure that, you know, we don't get into our reserves. I always want to stay ahead of the curve. And so I need, and my team, to commit to our own 20-mile march. And I actually talked about this today on our stand-up. And so here's an example for me. My goal is to get 1% better at lead gen 
every single day. And so I need to spend a minimum of three hours a week on lead gen and lead gen related activities. Now there's some implied tasks there too. This includes prepping the lead list. And this is really important. A lot of y'all sit down to do your outreach, but you're spraying and praying. It's very sporadic. You're not being intentional. I was on with a founder yesterday that's following the, what do you call it? The modern biz dev automation stuff. And he's using AI, he's using all these different tools to basically just spam people's inbox, cold emails, cold outreach, and he's not getting any engagement. And when people do follow up with him, they seem a little bit perturbed. So they're literally quick with him, like, I don't have the bandwidth, I'm too busy and stuff, et cetera. And in my view, that's an example of not being intentional, right? An intentional person would take time to look and see, hey, what things do we have in common? Oh, we were both in the same branch of the military, or we went to the same university, or I see you live in my hometown. Cool. Maybe instead of sending this spam to him, I'm going to craft him or her a personal message. You know, it doesn't have to be long. It can be short, but just let them know, hey, I'm being very intentional about my reach out. And so that's what I have him doing. And I believe that this works. And so in order to do this, though, you've got to prep. So if you say, oh, I have an hour dedicated to lead gen, you're going to take 15 to 20 minutes at a minimum to prep your list and then maybe some additional time just focused on researching, you know, who you're potentially targeting. Okay, so that's that. Three hours dedicated to lead gen. The other thing I'm committing to is reading and writing every day. I realize I am not my best when I am just way too busy and I'm not spending time, you know, really doing my own type of thinking. You know, Chris Lockhead talks about it. Thinking about thinking is the most important type of thinking that there is. And I know everybody loves to throw around this term, thought leadership, et cetera. But the whole purpose behind thought leadership is you are articulating deep insights that you get from your own experiences, both lived experiences and what you're reading and researching, et cetera. And I think when people are trying to always default to, you know, AI or this quick trick, you know, or they're outsourcing their writing or they think they're going to outsource their thinking, it's actually hindering their ability to create real value. Because even for me to create this episode, this was an example of, hey, I need to go back. I need to research, you know, the 20 mile march concept, read it in the book and then highlighted some stuff, took my own notes you know, revisited Jim Collins talking about it himself. And then I decided to come on the platform and share it with you all, right? But this wouldn't have happened had I not spent the prep time on making sure I'm reading and writing out my thoughts. Um, but the other aspect that I'm committing to is publishing those thoughts. So whether it's publishing them here on the transition, and then I have my other platform, Dog Whistle Brandon, where I'm articulating those thoughts, right? So I'm still trying to get clear about our 21 March, but it's three hours of Legion to include the lead prep. It's read, write, read and write every day. And it's going to be publishing an episode of our Dog Whistle Brandon every week. And I think also our newsletter. And I have a team, right? So that's not solely relying on me. You know, I got an IO engineer. I have a marketing person that can help. I got my virtual assistant. But I've just got to get us all moving in the right direction and keeping our eyes on the prize. And in this case, our eye is making sure we're hitting our weekly numbers. And so for me, again, that's the hard part is like for small business owners, for early stage founders, you know, the lead gen is huge. You got to be able to drive revenue. And until you scale up to the point where you have a sales team, a lot of time that falls on you. And so I'm keeping my team intentionally small at Ironbound Media, but at the same time, right, revenue generation 
falls on me. So I got to own that. I got to step it up. So how do you apply this to you? Depending on what phase of your business you're at, and let's use the five stages of small business growth as an example. If you are hurting for cash, if you're still in business model validation phase, you need to set your 20 mile march around revenue generation and lead gen, right? But again, what I'm talking about here with the three hours, that's called your lead measure. So, you know, we want to do the activities that are going to equal the results regardless of the circumstances. Because if you put up a number and say, oh, I want to make $20,000 in revenue by the, the end of the month, then you're not really setting yourself up for failure if you don't have the process that's going to get that outcome. So not only do you need the goal, but you also need a process. And the process is that 20-mile march I'm talking about. So you have that, okay, for those of you that need cash. Now let's say you're at a point where, you know, cash is good, you're growing, maybe you're having a hiring issue, you know, because in order to fulfill all this new work that you're getting, you know, you're getting a lot of new clients, but you need to hire staff. Maybe your 20-mile march is dedicating a certain amount of time to working on your business, getting those systems and processes in place to get your staff onboarded and in the fight as soon as possible, right? If you're trying to fundraise, you know, either a bridge round of capital or uh, raising capital just to get the venture off the ground and stuff, et cetera, your 20-mile march is probably going to look a lot like a lead gen one where you make your hit list of potential funders whose values align with yours, who are known to support your industry, who you have some kind of competitive advantage or a network of impact that would get them to take a, a call with you, et cetera, you know, and then spending allocated time towards that. Because the founders I talk to, I know one of the challenges that they say that are in the fundraising mode is just working on the business, delivering existing services to their clients while also trying to raise capital. Whether you're running an app, Right. Or you're just trying to seek growth capital for your manufacturing company or something. OK, but you know your business model better than I do. OK, you know what the challenges are. You can't solve everything, but just ask yourself, like I'm asking is if you got one percent better at a specific um, component of your business, what would it need to be that provides the biggest impact? And I know for us and my team at Ironbound, that is getting one percent better at lead gen. And I'm in the process of creating a step-by-step -step way that we're going to do that. And so that's one of the reasons I really like kind of frameworks and concepts is because, you know, this applies to a plethora of businesses and business models. When Jim Collins and Hansen were coming up with this, 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 this framework, I believe they studied like 20,000 companies and they narrowed them down to like seven of the best and one of the consistencies that they found was that fanatical discipline, which he conceptualized as a 20-mile march. So I would love to hear from you either via LinkedIn or you can shoot me an email what your 20-mile march is and what's the biggest takeaway you got from this episode. Again, I know it's a chaotic time a bit, but I had a previous episode where I talked about this and learned effectiveness. And so today I talked about business, but also how can you apply a 20-mile march in your own personal life as well. So like right now, I'll use myself as an example. I've been getting in a gym. I am committing. I'm doing this program called Starting Strength. Um, you can look it up by Mark Ripito. And it's a, it's a linear progression that I'm following to increase my strength and decrease my body fat um, by doing strength training three times a week. And I'm leaning in. I'm getting it in, right? I got two gym memberships. I got one in Newark and I got one 
in Harlem where my girlfriend lives. So that way, when I'm there with her on the weekend, I'm able to get my workouts in. I've been getting after it for just about a little over a month and a half consistently. This is the thing that I'm focused on, right? I'm not worried about my weight. I'm worried about making sure I get in the gym and I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm also pulling back on certain things. Haven't been eating bread, haven't been eating a lot of sugar, you know, trying to avoid the carbs, the heavy carbs and stuff at night because I'm committing also my physical fitness because it's important. It helps me show up better for you all. And I believe it will help you show up better for yourselves as well. And so just figure out different ways where you can comply, uh, apply this 20-mile march in your life and then just start getting after it. But the key is this, and it goes back to what I talk about the big beginning. Whatever number you set, you have to hit your number. So Edmondson and that team, they were relentless about getting 20 miles a day. If you're going to say, hey, I'm going to send 10, I'm going to connect with 10 prospects a day, don't leave your computer until you get those 10. Guess what? If you get 10 early, stop right there. That's the other thing, right? Just because you feel like you got more to push, it's about consistency over time. And so that's where another aspect of the discipline comes is not pushing it too much because we want to we wanna just show our ability that, you know, hey, we can pull back to and recognize that because that's where Scott and his team got in trouble is because they never, they didn't pull back. They constantly push. And so it's a little ebb and flow there. And again, my hope is that by implementing this concept, it at least provides clarity for you and your teams as you push throughout the rest of the year. And so I want to hear from you. I hope you all enjoyed today's show. As always, if there's a topic you want me to cover in the future on the transition, just reach out to me on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stebbin or shoot me an email at mike.stebbin at bunkerlabs.org. But like I said before, I also want to hear what your 20 mile march is. What are you working on? What do you have control over? How are you setting you, you, you and your team up for success for the next 90 days? Until next time, everyone, as always, peace, love, have a great rest of your week.